Well, welcome everybody, and thank you for tuning in and joining us as we wrap up our podcast looking at the life of David. My name is Andrew. I am on staff here at GT. If you guys uh, haven't listened to any of the other podcasts yet, um, what we're doing is sitting down with our our pastors and communicators and and diving deeper into Sunday's message and and looking at the life of David. This week, Pastor Eric is here joining us. Eric, you wrapped up the series on David, um, and we were looking at David and Bathsheba and the infamous story and and all that that came out of that. Um, for for the listeners' sake, um, the the heart behind these podcasts is to kind of give give you guys, the communicators, a chance to kind of share a little more. Sometimes on a Sunday morning when you're prepping, there's stuff that that just doesn't fit in the message in the direction, but is still good stuff to learn. And sometimes in the moment, there stuff just has to get cut because of time and and the clock and and respecting all the other areas and ministries of the church uh but welcome eric to to the podcast thanks for joining us yeah it's good to be here andrew uh thanks for having me and uh yeah you you hit the nail right on the head there's probably another hour i could have preached uh, a lot of content with this story um it certainly was a tough one but uh you know, great message, great spiritual truth, great lessons that we we all uh, hopefully learn from this story that a repentant heart matters. But um, yeah, thanks for having me here. Excited. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a there's a lot more that could have been preached in this message, but there's also a lot more that we could have talked about in this series. Like the the story of David is not not consolidated down to these last seven weeks, and like to really dive deeper there's there's way more that we could we could be learning from and i encourage the listeners to kind of really dive in deeper and you you encouraged them as well on sunday to really like finish reading the rest of david's story because there's a lot lot more to it yeah there is um it was it was a little tough to to end with that story um something that i i encourage you know, um, in my preaching is to have the listener, not just to, to be an active listener, which is good, but, um, to go home and to, to follow up, you know, to continue to, to read on your own and, and have the Lord speak to you as you're reading the story. Uh, and David, there is a lot more, you know, if you keep reading first Samuel, you know, <laughs> he goes through some family issues again, some really, really heavy stuff. And there's so many lessons to learn through that, how David handled it. You can see uh, his maturity as you continue to follow him in second Samuel, uh, all the way up to uh, when, when David passes in first Kings, even how he handles that, you know, is, is just incredible. Just so many good practical life lessons and spiritual truths for us. So go read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Eric, you also got to preach last week, but it was at North. Uh, so most people saw Greg's message. Um, and unfortunately there was a technical issue with the recording. So we weren't even able to upload your sermon to mm -hmm. the podcast for people to listen, but real quickly, just, um, share something before we jump into David and Bathsheba, mm -hmm. we, 
Uh, is there something from from last week's message and 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 looking at David bringing the the ark back to Jerusalem or bringing it to Jerusalem um, that that you want to make sure that people hear and and learn from? Yeah. So David David had good intentions, you know. In First Samuel, we can see how how he sought God in all of his decisions, which we should we should certainly do. And when he did that, you know, he made a lot of right decisions and eventually became uh, the king of both the southern and northern kingdoms and then moving into Jerusalem. So the, the natural next right step for him was to retrieve the ark from the Philistine, Philistines uh, and bring it to Jerusalem. That's the right thing. Good intentions, but good intentions done with the wrong actions have bad consequences. And, and that's what happened. Um, didn't handle the Ark of the Covenant, which is what was known for the, having the presence of God. I mean, that was holy. And there was a specific way you had to handle the Ark. And uh, unfortunately, at the first attempt, that wasn't done. And someone lost their life. And, and David felt guilty. He was filled with fear. He, he didn't want anything to do with it. But then Again, as a man after God's own heart, he did bring the ark to Jerusalem, but he did it the right way. He did it with high reverence and respect, which is what was lacking the first time. And, you know, the spiritual truth that I, I wanted uh, the listener to understand is even though we have a close relationship with Jesus, we should never treat it as a casual relationship. And so that's the lesson that I really wanted to put forth, you know, to, to GT North, um, that we need to hold our relationship with Jesus in very high reverence and very high esteem. And it's not something we do casually. Mm -hmm. So we should, we should have a healthy fear of God, not an unhealthy fear, mm -hmm. but a healthy fear of God. Yeah. Cool. Um, so let's, let's jump into the topic at hand though. David, Bathsheba, um, Nathan, you, um, yeah. What, um, what was it that kind of jumped out to you or what, what, what's pressing on you at, after Sunday that like you think is, is important for people to hear and understand? Well, I think the main point for, for all of us, all of us in a relationship with Jesus is the repentant heart part. Um, that is something that, uh, again, when we don't have a casual relationship with Jesus, we have a close relationship. You know, uh, Jesus left us with this great, inc incredible gift called the Holy Spirit. And thank goodness we have that. You know, we have the Spirit of God living within us to help us uh, not only make good decisions and, and stay close to God, but to fill us with conviction when we start to stray off the path that creates, as I said Sunday, this gap in our relationship with God um, when we start making the wrong decisions. And so a repentant heart, God is, the Bible tells us in many different books of the Bible that uh, he is free to forgive us. You know, when we come with a repentant heart, God loves that. God honors that and God forgives us. And that's what keeps us in a close relationship. So Sunday, boy, what, what just a, you know, 
something I, I was sharing with people that I've never experienced in, in all of my preaching before in a response at the end. Uh, you know, one of the things that I like to do that I learned from Greg Hubbard is to count to three. And the reason I do that is to help bring people to a point of decision and allow the Holy Spirit to do a work. So um, I didn't even count to one and people started to stand in the response of a repentance. It was beautiful. It was absolutely mm -hmm. beautiful. And then I hit one and more people stand, two more people. I mean, it's just overwhelming uh, to see people. And, and I just you know had this thought of how pleased God must have been to see those people stand in that response. It's just mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, so that was the one of the biggest lessons for me on Sunday. Um, I'll tell you something else as I was reading 2 Samuel through again is Joab. I would love to preach a sermon on Joab because he was so faithful yeah. to David and just honored him so much. And there's a lot to be said about that. Mm -hmm. So there, there was another thing personally that stuck out. Yeah, me. I mean, I, Joab was interesting to me and um, just in this situation that that David kind of puts Joab in yeah. and then how how it all comes around at the end with Joab um, basically defying David's command to spare son Absalom when Absalom rebelled against David and, yeah. and essentially was trying to take the throne from David and David's on the run. Joab remained with David, but in battle, David pleaded, don't, don't take his life, spare his life. And, and Absalom ultimately met his end at Joab's hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, in many hands. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 So, but you could see the love, um, that Joab had, not just for David, but for the kingdom, mm -hmm. you know, making right decisions, no matter how difficult is kind of how I see Joab. Yeah. 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 I also thought of Nathan, boy, what a, what a tough position to be in there. You know, I think we've all been in a position of where we see something in someone's life and we have to, we feel that conviction to be the bearer of that news yeah. because we love the person so much and we know it's going to be a very hard, difficult conversation. It's something I call in ministry a hard to have, but got to have conversation. Yeah. And they're tough, you know, they're yeah. tough, but thank goodness, you know, we have people like that in our life. And if you don't, you need someone like that in your life. Yeah. I mean, Nathan was, that was a huge takeaway for me. A, am I being that? Mm-hmm to to others yep and am i receiving that from others yep. and you made a point of it that that when when christians have a habit of when when somebody approaches them they like to pull mm. out matthew 7 <laughs> uh part yep. of the sermon mount you know take so it's why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? So Jesus is is talking as part of the Sermon on the Mount, and he's saying like, as what he's saying and what we like to try and twist yeah. and manipulate are are two very yeah. different things. We like to look at that and say that means we shouldn't 
we shouldn't judge others. Yep. But what Jesus is saying is before you judge we them- We are to judge others. That's make right. <laughs> sure you're right with God. Well, let me correct that. We shouldn't judge others, but we R- judge their actions. So, so I tell people when, you know, when they try to use that verse, I'm not judging, I'm observing mm-hmm. your behavior. And so that's, it's real hard to come back from yeah. that. I'm, you're making judgment upon yourself with the way you're acting and behaving. I, yeah. th- you're doing that yourself. I'm just observing what I'm seeing because I love you and I care about you. Um, and I'm, I'm giving you my perspective. Now, right. again, completely up to you, how do you receive it? And you know, I'll be the first to admit that uh, I can get very defensive it's you know, hard. it, it yeah. is hard when, when someone points out your behavior, yeah. I think it's that natural sinful desire to be like, well, what about you? And, mm-hmm. you know, as we grow and mature in our faith, we need to, to ask ourselves the tough questions. Am I doing that? Yeah. Are, are they right? Where do I need to change? That's when you know you're really growing mm-hmm. in your faith and it's not easy. Yeah. And it, so Jesus goes on to say, uh, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when... There's a plank in my own. You hypocrite, first take the plank out of mm-hmm. your own eye. We like to f- skip over five or, or <laughs> stop stop at four. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. He's he's not saying don't don't call out your brothers and sisters in Christ when they are strained. He's simply saying, like, make sure that you're not doing it and being hypocritical that's, about that's it. That's exactly right. Yep. Um, yep. And Paul brings it up in Galatians 6, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Yes. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. That's right. It's not that we shouldn't take from this like we shouldn't we shouldn't be able to be open and yeah. honest with with others when when yep. we see that they're stumbling. Yeah. Um. But certainly, there's a way to do it that is that is right, right. and there's a way to do it that's right. Not. And and I, you know, I am try. I've tried to teach my kids this that presentation is everything. You know, it's it's how you approach that person. You know, I was told a long time ago, kind of silly, whatever. But every time you point your finger, there's three pointing back at you. So we don't go with with our fingers pointed, poking someone in the chest. That we go to restore somebody in love, just how Christ restored us. Mm-hmm. So Paul nails it on the head there. I I love uh, that what Paul says there. It, it's absolutely perfect. Um, but it's all about our presentation. Yeah. You know, wh- why are you doing this? It's because I love you and want to restore you. And, and I don't want you to go down that path, maybe because I've been down it or I've seen somebody go down, you know, and mm-hmm. who wouldn't receive that if it's presented correctly in true, you know, love and concern. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's fun the way Nathan approaches it. <laughs> he, <laughs> He 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 sets David up to to stick his own foot in his mouth, and like yeah. he he had every right to walk in there. You murderer and adulterer! Yep. Like how dare you? You should fall before the. But no, he like at that point, I don't think David would have seen it. No, at that at that point, David is so blinded by his sin, and he is 
in such a deep, dark place. If Nathan would have went in there pointing his finger, I, I, he, you know, he'll just as he has been doing, deceiving and lying and all of those things. But he got him. Mm-hmm. He got him with a with an illustration, and we know that Jesus was wonderful at illustrations and parables, also to speak a spiritual truth. So, just classic, yeah. perfect, you know. Um, and thank goodness. David responds the right way. Right. You and know, that, I, that you can feel that, the tension in that story. Yeah. Like, ugh. his response was something that I, I know from your manuscript was something that you wanted to get into. So, um, yeah, what do you. So, yeah. So, one thing that I, I uh, had in my sermon, but I didn't speak of was, uh, or I remember maybe I did ask uh, the listener to uh, read Psalm 51. But Psalm 51 is a psalm that David wrote after Nathan approached him and called him out. And it is just, again, David was very good at writing psalms or songs. And it is just his confession to God, and then the restoration, asking God. It, it, it's a well-known verse. Um, Got to put my glasses on here, where it's fifty-one ten, where David says, "Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit with me within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your holy spirit from me." Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. How beautiful. Just God, will you restore me? Please don't take your spirit from me from me. Because that that's what happens when we walk from God. When when we become numb to the Holy Spirit in our life, we risk that. Uh, God removing that spirit. We saw it in, in Saul. I mean, David saw it in Saul. God removed his anointing from Saul. So David saw that firsthand. And so I love this. It's a repentant heart. I mean, that's what David, you're hearing it in David. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And I love David also in that in that moment acknowledges that there's nothing he could do. There was no sacrifice that he could bring yep. to make what he did right yeah. in the eyes of God. Yeah. And even, you know, as as tragic and hard as it is to read, there's still consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still consequences. And and again, another sign of a, of a believer who's maturing is to not shake our fist at God when there are consequences. Yeah. That is just how life is. Yeah. That was something else that jumped at. Forgiveness does not always mean no consequences. That's right. That's and right. yeah, I think it's... It, so that was something that someone else point, but forgiveness does not always mean does not mean no consequences. Yeah. Not not always. There's yeah. there's consequences for for our actions. Yeah. You know, and I mean they're, they're, the consequences could have been ten times as harsh, mm-hmm. but there were consequences. So you know, it's it's a good a good lesson for us. Yeah. You know, as as we read the Bible, because I'm finding out as I get older. Boy, I'd rather learn from somebody else's mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot less painful. I know yeah. I'm still going to make them and bad decisions and so forth. But you know, uh, thank goodness for the Word of God and and you know, all these great um, spiritual lessons and truths we learned from David. We can apply it to our lives. Yeah. Um. I I also love that. 
this this like ultimate screw up in David's life, the way God is still able to use it because yeah. from David and Bathsheba is the next king of Israel, Solomon, but even more so if you follow the lineage, their relationship leads to the birth of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Like yep. Jesus in that lineage. Talk about the ultimate like turn and switch. Yeah. Like and again, that to me, that's only something God can do. Thank goodness that that God is way ahead of us. You know, all we have to do, and I've said this for years because it was said in to me uh, in one of the most difficult dark times in my life many many years ago. When you know, and I, I realize some hearers may be in this position of you're in a very tough dark place, and you really have some big decisions to make. And so I would say to you two things, just trust and obey God, trust and obey that that God has your best intentions and your best life ahead of you, but you need to trust and obey through the good times, the dark times. Um, That isn't prosperity preaching, that's purpose preaching. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. And God has a purpose for everyone, even through the darkest times, even through the toughest periods, even if you felt the sting of, of what David and Bathsheba have felt and uh, that whole situation. Listen, God can work it out for his glory. Yeah. Uh, and somebody, you know, kind of posed a question um, that earlier on um, in the series, uh, David's, David's blessings were, were equal to his, to his, um, faithfulness in God Mm -hmm. and the tough times were, were all as a direct result of his, you know, screw ups and mistakes. And like, I, I referenced the fact that David spent years in hiding on run for his life, despite being faithful to God, like the, the good times don't always line up with, with our faithfulness. Sometimes, like in my own life, when when I'm going through the hardest times, it's it's when I'm I'm the most faithful. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's not. Uh, God doesn't work on a reward system. Does He reward us? Of course He does. Mm-hmm. But life is life. Life is tough, um, and we live in a world of sinners as we are, and we can't control the ch- choices people make. And people will hurt us. People will betray us. Christians will hurt us and betray us. The church, whatever. Um, that's not God's fault. Yeah. That, that has nothing to do with him. He is there with us. Um, he has given us our whole, the Holy spirit to guide and lead us and fill us with his love. So it's really how we react to those things, you know, and, uh, life is, is sometimes unfair. Yeah. Why? I can't give you that answer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I know that God is good and God is faithful. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a reward-based system. No. It's not, well, if I, I read my Bible five days out of the seven-day you know day w- week, God, well, I'm going to get, well, it doesn't work like that. would be an, an unequal reward system, and, and God is, is fair and just. Yeah, and I would, I would say anybody who, who teaches otherwise, run. Yeah. Run, from, <laughs> run from that teaching. That's, that's yeah. false prophecy. It, it that, is, yeah. Um, you know, to say that that your circumstances are a direct cause of your faithfulness of God—that's 
Yeah, yeah you, Jesus you said, even tells us the world's going to hate us. I mean, Jesus gives us so much forewarning of of how our life is going to be tough at times mm-hmm. as a follower of Christ. Yeah, and you know all the all the original disciples and followers of Christ <laughs> didn't end they, well. <laughs> no, I mean not on this earth. Like it didn't <laughs> right. end well for them. Like yeah. Jesus was was hung on a cross and crucified. Like yeah. so. Surely his faithfulness yeah. was. Yeah, was and, not- and again, we you know, we have such an advantage as as being given the gift of the Holy Spirit that we can walk in confidence in Christ, knowing that the Spirit is with us, empowers us, gives us courage and boldness. We're we're not jerks about it. Don't don't be that kind mm-hmm. of person. But we live with a bold faith. You know, nobody can take that from you. The devil can make you try and forfeit it. But nobody can take that from yeah. you. So, you know, but life will be tough sometimes, but God is good. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, if there's ever an example of how we should act in the tough times, so yeah, it's it's David. Yeah. You know? Keep reading Second Samuel. You'll yep. see. Boy, you talk about family problems. Yikes. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> let, like let let's just kind of talk about a little bit about that. Um, Cause one, one of the things that I saw imposed was perhaps, perhaps David's punishment to the man who took the sheep was actually dealt out to David. You know, David lost four sons after for taking yeah. the life of yeah. uh, your, like it was yeah. an interesting like question posed, like, and again, that's that's a, a thought of of you know a, a, how would how would you say it tit for tat you know like well if I do this then God's going to mm-hmm. do that but listen it, the Bible tells us that when He forgives us First John one nine I mentioned that in a sermon He cleanses us from all mm-hmm. unrighteousness so God removes that. You know, we have a hard time with that as humans because when someone hurts us, you know, that whole forgive and forget, I don't buy it. You forgive, but sometimes you can't forget. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't stop you from forgiving and living your life and moving on and all of those things. But um, a a reward-based system, that's what I was looking for. It's not how it works. It's not how God works. It's how we want to work. Yeah. It's how our, our system is, but that's not how God works. Yeah. I mean, I so I think the... Let's see. It was. It was a interesting coincidence. I think that David David recommended that the punishment be fourfold, and <laughs> and, and he loses four, he loses yeah. four sons. Yeah, and it doesn't say God God followed David's rule, but yeah. um, also looking at when David chose it upon himself to take a census, God said, "Well, what is your punishment going to be?" Yeah. I'm going to give you three options yeah. you pick. And, and again, when I was reading towards the end of 2 Samuel, David started to do what he did in 1 Samuel. Mm-hmm. He started to seek the Lord and yeah. ask him. And I think that was one of David's biggest downfalls, as it can be ours. Maybe we start seeking advice from a friend or a book or a w- wherever, which can sometimes be okay. But the first place we need to seek God, because I'm a firm believer that God still speaks to us personally, yeah. is we need to seek God. 
Yeah. God, is it, is this the right decision? Is this the right person to date? Is this the right job to take? Is this the right place in all things where to seek God? Yeah. And it's so cool to see David start to do that again. And you can see how God continues to speak to him. Yeah. So God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself, but he will, I believe, put things in play to help guide us to make right decisions. Right. And and that's that is like the role of the Holy Spirit right. in our life. Yep. You know, that's the when when you go to God, the the feeling that it, yeah. it might not be an audible like yeah. word that you hear from God, but God has ways of speaking to you and, and ways of revealing his yes. his path for you to you. We have to be open to it. Here's what I tell people, you know, well, well, I don't hear an answer from God. And, and I believe God speaks three ways when we ask him, when we seek him, it's yes, it's no, and it's not now. He, we struggle with the not now mm -hmm. because then, then we can kind of hit the panic button. Well, and, and, you know, start making our own decisions and, you know, uh, well, listen, there's a, a, a beautiful proverb that says, be still and know that I'm God. And there are just times you don't go front, you don't go back, you just sit in his presence and you wait. And I don't know about everyone else, I'm not a very patient person, Yeah. but having a relationship with Jesus has produced, it has had to produce faith in me because every time I get in front of God with decisions, it usually doesn't end well. Mm -hmm. um, so I have had to learn to wait. And I can say in my 37 plus years of, of, of having Jesus in my life, he has never failed me one time. Yeah. When I look backwards or look in the rearview mirror of life, his timing was impeccable. It really was. Now in the moment, I'm like, come on, where, you, you know, it doesn't make sense in it. But I look back and I'm like, wow, perfect. Yeah. I, and I think that's, that is the, the, you know, those are the two big things to learn from David's life. A, always go to God first. Yep. Go to God first yep. and seek, seek his counsel, yep. whether that is from God or that's from people that God puts in our lives. Correct. You know, there's Samuel, there was Jonathan, there's Nathan, like yep. God, God will put people in, in your path to help you. Yep. And be open to what those and people receive say. And receive people. it. That's right. And when we inevitably screw up and and fail and and it's just an utter catastrophe <laughs> and just like like what now? Yeah, what now? <laughs> Go to God with a repentant heart. Yep. And just because yep. you're not you're not hiding it anything from him. Yeah, you're never hiding anything from him. And and you know, you go back to the original sin. Where do you find Adam and Eve? Hiding. Thinking they're hiding mm -hmm. from him. And it's interesting how God even calls them out. Where, where are they? You think he didn't know where they were? I believe that was God giving them an opportunity to, we're, we're right yeah. here, you know? So here we are still trying to hide. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to hide from God. Repentance is a beautiful thing. Forgiveness is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to hit on. 
you know, just with with this message, with the life of David. Again, there's so much that yeah. we could talk about when, when discussing David. I guess my encouragement would be, you know, to those who were there Sunday or you watched the message online and you responded with a repentant heart, here would be my encouragement because I've been thinking about this all week because we can kind of get caught up in the moment and, and certainly obey what the Holy Spirit's telling us to do. And then Monday rolls around and it gets real again. Mm -hmm. Continue to seek God. Continue to, with that repentant heart, and continue to follow through with those tough decisions he has told you to do so he can bless you. Receive his forgiveness. Yeah. That's what I, that, that's what I would say. It's great. Um, thank you. Thank you, Eric, for, for joining, um, wrapping up this series. I guess question, would you rather start a series or finish, close out a series? Oh gosh. <laughs> that's a tough preaching question. <laughs> that is it? a tough preaching question. Um, you know, probably start because I've been to a lot of conferences and so forth. I've been able to speak at some, and I remember being at one recently, um, to kick the conference off. And, and the host said, listen, when you kick a conference off, you set the tone for the rest. And I, I kind of liked that idea. Mm -hmm. So I think kick it off. Yeah. I think kick it off. Cause it really sets the, the tone and the, just the direction. So well, that's my answer. I think you did a phenomenal job bringing it home and bringing the series that. home. Um, it was great message Sunday. It's been a great series. I've taken a lot from it. I, I hope everybody else has. Um, thank you guys for, for tuning in. If you haven't looked at the devotional this week that you wrote, Eric, you can check it out on the website at gtchurch.online. It's on the homepage. Go back, watch the series, listen to the podcast again, see what the Holy Spirit speaks to you on a rewatch. And, and again, dive into the story of, of David, first, second Samuel, first Kings, like yep. Chronicles, like really look at, at it and, and read it with some fresh eyes and, right. and, you know, allow, allow yourself to kind of be put in David's place through these situations and, and, and see how you would react and how you would handle those situations. Because for me, I've, I've had conviction in that in my own life. And when I've, when I've replaced David or Jonathan or Nathan or Sam with myself, and it's like, Oh, <laughs> I see myself in some bad ways. And, and it's, it's not that it's failures, but it's, it's, these are the things that I need to, to grow in right. and, and grow in my spirituality. Yep. So thank you again. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me. Man. Yep. Have a nice one. Goodbye. Goodbye.